my heart when I speak is never to bring condemnation or wrongful conviction. But I do feel the call of God on my life to challenge people, to challenge people to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that influences individuals like you and I to live life differently by becoming better people and better at living life. So get ready to open your heart to encounter him. Then go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Marco, Marco Moncada, and I'm so, 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 so excited that you have decided that you have taken time out of your day to listen to this episode. We have some great content ahead of us, but before I jump into that, I just wanted to give a couple of brief announcements and welcome you into our community. If this is your first time tuning into the Life's Been Different podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't yet, it would mean so much to me if you would subscribe or follow wherever you're listening and please write a review if you're on Apple Podcast. It just helps the algorithm and helps us boost up towards other like podcasts, other like content that we believe if people listen to what we're about, it will help them change their life. The reason why is because this podcast is a weekly podcast that influences individuals like you and I to live life differently by becoming better people and better at living life. So what will you hear today? What will you hear if this is your first time listening? On this podcast, by the way, that is a great question and I came up with the answer before you asked. On this podcast, you will hear messages on the principles behind living your best life, the privilege of changing your mind, the gospel of Jesus Christ and how he changes lives. That's what he does. He comes in and he changes lives and one encounter is all it takes and you will literally be able to say, I met the Lord Jesus and my life's been different ever since. That's how this whole thing started. I had met the Lord Jesus. I met the savior of the world. I was living in darkness. I got pulled in the marvelous light. I met the Lord Jesus Christ and my life's been different ever since. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Welcome to the content. Thank you so much for coming back and tuning in and If I could ask you for a favor, I asked the first-time listeners to follow and subscribe maybe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, on our Instagram, at Life's Been Different. But if you're a returning listener, I'm asking if you would do this. Share this episode or your favorite episode so far with at least one person. Say, hey, I've been listening to this podcast. It's been adding value to my life. It's not a waste of time, and I think that you would benefit from it. So I have been working on shortening my intro. 
and let's jump right into today's content. Let me start with a story. I have the opportunity of speaking often, not every week. I'm, I'm not a pastor of a church. I do lead a young adults ministry, but I don't speak every week. And I have, I have the opportunity of speaking in conferences and and on wherever, you know, just it's a it's a privilege to be able to teach the Bible. I do not take this for granted. I do not take this podcast for granted. I do not take any talking about God for granted. It's an absolute privilege to be able to share the gospel, and it's for everyone. You could get saved and in turn within the same minute go and tell someone about your experience with Jesus. But I have nonetheless, I have the opportunity of of preaching, you know in front of people. And a few months ago, I was speaking at our young adults at our church, and I preached a message that could be pretty challenging. It's really the life's been different message. It comes out of Luke 3, 8 in the Passion Translation, and it says, then turn away from your sins, turn to God, and prove it by a changed life. That's the life's been different message. It's one of the life's been different verses. And I was preaching that. And in that, I was talking about just my daily disciplines. I've had episodes on how to find your why. You know, I'm very much into calendars and helping people structure their life. And so I was just sharing about my own personal life, my own personal discipleship, my one-on-one discipleship with Jesus consists of waking up early in the morning um, before the sun comes up, you know, doing push-ups, praying, worshiping, reading my Bible. And in the message, I said, I have never missed a day of reading my Bible since September 4th, 2016. The day I got saved was to September 3rd. The very next day I started reading my Bible and I haven't missed a day since I just fell in love with God's word. And after the message, I walked up to a young man and I can see just on his face that he was a little down and and I just went up and, and talked with him and he said, you know, something along the lines of, I can never be like you. I can never be that disciplined. And he was implying that because of that, I don't know, he didn't think that he would have the breakthrough or maybe the freedom that he was desiring. And I don't remember much more of the conversation, but I do remember that he said he felt some sort of condemnation about the way he was living his life and that he was really convicted. And that bothered me. It bothered me so much so that I've been thinking about it often for the last few months. I'm talking like three, four months ago. And it's what has led me to the content today. And I asked the Lord and I have asked the Lord, what? What was that? Because I don't ever want to preach and bring condemnation. That is not of the Lord. The Bible says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation. If you are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. So that's not of the Lord. And I'm going to get into some definitions here, but I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, is that, it's not okay with me. I don't want to preach if 
people feel like they can't measure up to a certain standard. It's Pharisaic. It's like the law. It's by grace. Not. It's like it's you know we are saved by grace through faith and not that of ourselves. It is a free gift of God, not of works, as anyone should boast. It's no works, but there is a a healthy pattern. There is a healthy morning routine. It just works for me. And I'm just trying to share that with people. I'm just trying to share here. This is how my personal discipleship looks. It doesn't have to be like that for you, but I guess in the way I I could have communicated it better and I'm trying to get better with communication. But in that example, nonetheless, he felt that way and it broke my heart. And the Lord encouraged me and said, it's not condemnation. There's a little bit of healthy conviction, but what happened, Marco, was that you challenged him. You challenged him. Challenged him. So let's jump into a couple of definitions here because this this has really, really been on my heart. This has really, really been on my heart, but let's go back to this our key verse. What is our key verse? Our key verse for today is Romans 8, 1. The New Living Translation says it this way. So now there is no condemnation. No condemnation. There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. To those who belong to Christ Jesus. What does condemnation mean? Condemnation essentially means condemned to hell. Condemned to hell. Dictionary.com, as a noun, defines it this way. The act of condemning, the state of being condemned, strong censure, reproof, the a cause or reason for condemning what does condemning mean according to dictionary.com it means to express an unfavorable or adverse judgment on indicate strong disapproval of to pronounce to be guilty sentenced to punishment to give grounds or reason for convicting or censoring, to judge or pronounce to be unfit for use of service. In U.S. law, it means to acquire ownership of the public purpose. Number seven, literally on dictionary.com, says it this way. To doom to eternal punishment in hell. <laughs> this isn't even a biblical source. This is dictionary.com, like the app you can download, download on your iPhone. To doom to eternal punishment in hell. Interesting. Do any of those definitions make you think of the love of God and what Christ Jesus has done for you? No, no. It's actually the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. That's why the Bible says there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation. There is no doom to eternal punishment in hell. There's none of that because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
he who believes in me has access to the Father. You don't have eternal punishment in hell. You have eternal life toward heaven. It's literally the exact opposite. So if you belong to Christ, there's no way you can be condemned. You cannot be condemned to hell. You get access to heaven. They're literally polar opposites. This is such a powerful realization. When you catch this, you'll never say you're condemned or feel condemned. It's Satan's job to make you feel condemned. Here are some common synonyms of condemn. Censor, criticize, denounce, reprehend. Reprehend, reprobate. While all these words mean to find fault with openly, condemn usually suggests an unqualified and final unfavorable judgment. Listen, Jesus took all of that upon himself on the cross and died for your sins so that you don't have to. This is the gospel. Jesus took the condemnation, took it to hell, defeated sin and the grave and rose again that all who may believe in him may receive eternal life, not eternal damnation. That's the difference. Does that make sense? Let's talk a little bit about the word conviction. Conviction. There are, I believe, I could be wrong. You can correct me. Email me at lifespendiffin at gmail.com if you feel like this is off. Or DM us on our Instagram at lifespendiffin. Or my personal Instagram at marcoxmoncada. I don't really, you know, I would love for you to reach out to me if, if you feel like this is off. But there's two types of conviction. One type of conviction is negative. The other type of conviction is positive. Negative conviction would push you away from God. Positive conviction pulls you toward God. There is healthy conviction. When you say something wrong, hey, I feel convicted. I shouldn't have said that that way. I'm sorry that I said that that way. I, I don't feel good about the way I said that. Hey, would you forgive me? Brings you toward God. Conviction. Hey, I don't like the way that made me feel and I'm just going to bounce. I'm going to push myself away from you because I didn't like the way it made me feel. Instead of, hey, I didn't like the way that made me, this made me feel, I'm going to pull myself towards you. I'm going to push away from conviction. I'm going to push away from forgiveness or I'm going to push toward forgiveness and receive forgiveness. Listen to some definitions. A formal declaration that someone is guilty of a criminal offense made by the verdict of a jury or the decision of a judge in a court of law. Have you ever heard that Jesus is the judge? Have you ever heard that Jesus is the one that makes that final call? And have you ever heard that Jesus died on the cross so that you don't feel guilty because you can receive forgiveness? Here's another definition. A strong belief or opinion, political convictions. Here's another definition. A strong belief or opinion, political convictions. The state of mind of a person who is sure that what he or she believes or says is true. She spoke with conviction. Listen, 
I am speaking this podcast content with conviction. I believe that Jesus Christ is God and that he can make your life different today if you choose to believe in him. That is my conviction. I'm not convicted by that. I have conviction toward that. Does that make sense? There's multiple different meanings for this one word, and that's why things can sound confusing a little bit. And that's okay. That's okay. Another definition could be a strong persuasion or belief. The state of being convinced. 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 To convince of error or sinfulness. To find a defendant guilty. Listen to this sentence. Remarkably, two of the jurors boldly dug in their heads and pressed to convict. So, when you hear something and you feel a healthy conviction, this should lead you towards being convinced. What leads you to being convinced? Being challenged by the conviction. I feel amazing that I'm using words with, that all start with the letter C right now. Condemnation, conviction, convinced, and being challenged. Being challenged. When you hear something that you believe, it should challenge you to push toward it. What I'm asking you today, if I'm allowed to, is do you accept the challenge? Do you accept the challenge of being convinced that Jesus is who he said he is? I'm going to just list off a ton of definitions for the word challenge. And I want you to think about your relationship with Jesus as I read these off. Challenge. To call or summons to engage in any contest, contest as of skill, strength. Something that, is by, something that by its nature or character serves as a call to battle, contest, special effort. A call to fight as a battle or a duel. A demand to explain. Difficulty in a job or undertaking that is stimulating to, one, to the one engaging in it. As far as the military... To demand of a sensory for identification or a countersign. As far as law, a formal objection to the qualifications of a particular juror, to his or her serving, or to the legality of the entire jury. As a verb, it means to summon to a contest of skill, to take exception to, call in question, to demand as something due or rightful. Due or rightful. In the law, it's to take formal exception to, to have a claim to, to invite, arouse, or stimulate, to assert that, to donate or given by a private, corporate, or governmental benefactor on condition that the recipient rise to an additional specified amount of the public. To challenge, to challenge. Listen, you should feel a healthy challenge when you hear a message 
that's speaking to you. You have to accept the challenge. You have to accept the challenge. So what happens when you feel condemnation? When you feel an unhealthy conviction and you don't know what to do with it? Listen to what Romans 8, 38 and 39 says. And this is precious because remember, Romans 8, 1 is there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus. So in the same chapter, it says this. Actually, let's stop at, let's start at verse 31. Actually, let's go to verse Let's go to verse 29. I'm just going to read verse 29 through the end of of the chapter. I love the book of Romans. It's becoming one of my favorites. Colossians is is still my favorite, but listen, listen to this. You know what? Let me go back. Let's read verse 26 through the end of the chapter. Look at how beautiful this is. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. That's the answer. When you feel condemned or unhealthy conviction and don't know what to do with it, The Bible says that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we do not know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us, believers, in harmony with God's will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to be like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. When you feel that, God has chosen you and called you to come to him. Let's continue reading. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. And what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does this mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened or death? Or I could say, if I added my own words in here to add to that list or feel condemned, have condemnation come over us, feel convicted and don't know what to do. Verse 37, no. Verse 37, no. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, who loved us. Let me tell you something. Jesus loves you. And look at what word comes in 
to play next. It's the right word for conviction. Look at this, verse 38. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fear for today or worries about tomorrow. Not even all the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from God's love. That is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. I feel so strongly that this is for someone. You know, all of this changed my life and made it different. If you feel like you don't have strength to receive the challenge, but you want to, remember, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. If you don't know where to start, I would suggest starting here. Receive the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Make Him your God. Then your life will start to look different. I remember the day that I gave my life to Jesus. September 3rd, 2016. I'll never forget this day because my life's been different ever since. And like for me that day, today is your day. Your day of salvation. You're one decision away. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and make you new. If you've never received salvation, pray along with me at the outro of this podcast episode. It's not the prayer that saves you. It's believing it in your heart. Pray it. You're one decision away. Decide. And let's together, you and I, begin to live life differently by becoming followers of Jesus. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Life's Been Different with Marco Moncada. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing, my music and new book, OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, or how to send in your testimony to be featured on the Life's Been Different podcast, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.